Before we start the episode, I just want to give everyone a warning. Around the beginning middle of the episode, we discuss an example of a mediumship reading that involves suicide. My guest says C-O-M-M-I-T, but what she actually means is die by suicide. So please just give her a little grace for that. All of Nicole's info will be in the show notes, and I think I forgot to mention that, but I will be putting her Instagram in the show notes so you can click right to it, and her wonderful website in the show notes as well. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. And I am so happy to introduce today's guest. But before we do, I just want to remind you that I have given you 117 episodes, almost three years of free content. So please support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating wherever you listen and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also always follow on your podcast player so new episodes come up automatically. Today, we are talking with Nicole, who is an evidential medium and mentor. She is a dedicated teacher at Mediumship Matters Spiritual School and an expert Reiki practitioner with Usui, Holy Fire, and Spirit-led certifications. Nicole's versatile spiritual services encompass evidential and pet mediumship, guidance from spirit guides and angels, spiritual assessments, past life readings, and Akashic record readings. She also conducts group readings and demonstrations for these modalities. She has an MBA and is involved in STEM curriculum. Her unique background of problem solving and data analysis has propelled her in her spiritual work. Therefore, she has a passion for both the spiritual and the practical. Welcome, Nicole. Oh, thank you so much. So great to be here. Yes, and we're seeing you on video today. So for those of you who are listening on audio, remember you can come on to video and uh, see Nicole as well. So let's get started. I'm, I've never had a medium on and we just took a medium workshop together, a mediumship workshop with Tony Stockwell that I talked about in last episode. So if you guys haven't listened, definitely listen to that as well. But Nicole, please tell us how you started on your mediumship journey. Sure. Um, so this is an interesting one because I was not one of those who saw spirit as a child. I didn't. I did not have those experiences. But what was a little bit different about me was how obsessed I was with mediumship from such an early age. I mean, I would watch those TV shows. I can't remember who it was, but the medium would be in the middle, and all the audience members would be on the risers. And even at ten years old, I just loved those shows, and I would actually like as a 10 year old, like sob through all those shows. I love them so much. So I've always loved mediumship. Fast forward a few years, quite a few years. Um, and I had my second child and I got recommended to go see this amazing medium. And she was out of Maine, no name person, doesn't practice anymore. And I was such a skeptic when I went there and I showed up and she's like, well, why are you here? And I'm like, I don't know. I just felt really called to be there and go get this reading from her. So I took the day off of work and that 60 minutes changed my entire life. Her reading was so accurate. She was pulling names and evidence of so many of my past loved ones and my husband's past loved ones that it was just so mind-blowingly accurate. I, I knew 
when I left that appointment that I had 100% confidence in the spirit world existing. So that was just such an amazing experience for me. And how long ago was that about? Uh, about seven years at this point. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And it totally changed your life. So now what happened from those seven years until now? What have you been doing? Like, how have you been developing yourself, training? What have you been doing? So what's interesting is after I left that medium, I still respected the mediumship, but I didn't do it yet. Right. So after probably about six years later, so about two year, two, two to three years ago, my eight year old son is scared to death you know, living here in New England, scared to death to go upstairs and downstairs by himself in our house. We don't have an old house by any means, but he's just terrified, won't go to sleep by himself, has to leave all the lights on. And I finally get it out of him that he can actually see spirit with his eyes. They look like shadow people to him. And I, you know, I don't want to discount him, right? There's heard so many stories about mediums who have this experience when they're younger and, and, you know, they're essentially um, gaslighted. And I don't want to be like that to my son. I want to respect him. So I believe him and I call up the medium that I go to and I'm like, what should I do? And she gave me some not so great advice. I wouldn't say she was a a mother. Um, so her advice was not the best advice. It was, it was well-intentioned advice though. Uh, but in that meeting, she tells me, you know, you can do this. Right. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, you're a medium. You can, you can do this. And I was, sure, cool, prove me wrong. Let's go do this. Let's, let's go learn. So I ended up signing up for her eight week beginner class. And on day one, I was reading mediums. I was, I was mediumistically connecting to her past loved ones, which was insane. It was insane. Like to to be able to pull out that evidence as, as, as early as possible. Um, so I just, from there, it was just a whole bunch of classes and books and, and all these amazing teachings that have gone me you know, eventually to, to meet you in this amazing Tony Stockwell class as well. Yeah. So I'd love to get your, uh, perspective on the class because I talked about my perspective last time, which was obviously very good. This is the second class I've taken with him. I think you've taken more than one as well, right? With, with Stockwell. That was, uh, yes, I've taken one since that session. Oh, you have. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So I think he's fantastic, but what did you think of the whole experience? And I'm just curious. And by the way, guys, if, if you don't know what I'm talking about last episode, I talked about how I, I almost called you, you look exactly like my old neighbor growing up and I almost called you by her name and I was like, okay, no, no, her name's Nicole. (laughs) We have to call her Nicole, (laughs) but, but Nicole and I took this class together. That's how we met in advanced and intermediate mediumship class at Omega, the Omega Institute. So that's what I'm talking about. So Nicole, please, I'd love your thoughts. It's so funny, right? I wasn't even going to sign up for that class. All of a sudden, you know, the stars aligned, the weekend was free. It's a two hour drive for me. So it's nice and close. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, go spending some time in the woods with some medium sounds like the best way I could possibly spend this this weekend. Um, but overall, so it was my first class with Tony. I've been interested in his classes before then, but I never really partake partaked in it yet. Um, just, he hasn't resonated with me yet, but I said, let's go do it. But the class was so interesting to me because I've never been in an in-person mediumship class before, especially with intermediate and advanced. And I think the most surprising, I think similar to the comments that you had on the last podcast episode, I was surprised how many people were so advanced there. Oh, thank it, you. It, Cause I consider you advanced. So now you're making me feel better. Cause I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was extremely surprised because I just, I, I mean, 
when you're out here on the internet and the abyss and, and on the social media networks, right? Like you feel like you're alone and, and no one else is kind of doing what you're doing, but getting in the room and seeing like how many awesome mediums there were and they were all in one room. It was just such a, such a cool experience for me to see um, the talent that was in that room today, including yourself. I did not know that you were like a quote unquote beginner. <laughs> You were fantastic. Oh, thank you. Well, I surprised myself, especially when we did that one where we had to do the three spirits. I surprised myself on that one. But you and I, I mean, I'm not going to go into what we read or whatever, but we we did read together. And that's how we got, mm-hmm. I think we were sitting together, then we partnered up together. And then we sat together again or something like that. So it was really amazing learning from you and what you picked up from me, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to talk about what you picked up from me, if that's okay, because you have my yeah, permission, absolutely. is you picked up my mother, uh, and you picked up certain, again, we're talking about evidential mediumship, right? So Nicole had strong evidence that it was my mother. It wasn't anything generic. It was definitely her. And I think you picked up, I feel like you picked up on the podcasting too. I think that was part of it. I, I can't remember, but I feel like there was something with that that was part of it. So yeah, it was really fascinating seeing how you did everything because you were one of the first people I was partnered up with. And it was very interesting to see how calm you were, not saying I was freaking out. And when Nicole did this reading for me, the first reading I had, I talked about last episode, no judgment, but the person I felt had ego with it, where Nicole, I felt did not have ego with it and was making sure that a message came across. So that was really important to me too. How do you make sure that you don't have ego come in? How do you make sure that, you know, that message comes across strong? It's knowing this isn't about me. This whole spiritual modality is not about me and what I can do. It's how clear a vessel I can be for spirit to give those messages. So if my clients haven't walked away feeling empowered, feeling like they're loved from the other side and feeling like they have a clear message or guidance, to me, it's not a successful session for anybody. Why am I doing this? If you're not feeling like I've connected to the person and here's some feedback and advice to help you on your journey here on planet earth. So I just like to always reframe my brain to say, it's not about me. It's not about how good I am at at this. It's whether or not I made a difference in my clients' lives. And that is what you want, guys, out of a medium. I have talked about many times on this podcast. I've been to a lot of psychics. I've been to a lot of mediums. I'm friends with a lot of you. And this is what we need. We need people who are trusted, who are not, like I said in the last episode, going to do these BS readings that waste your money, quite frankly, and waste your time. And also some of these people, you know, they're going to you, Nicole, with such an open heart. And some of them have been through horrendous trauma and tragedies. And the fact that you have that in mind and you're saying, okay, what I'm doing is I'm coming from source and I'm making sure that I am a healing modality for these people. I really appreciate that. Is that how you feel? Do you feel like it's healing? I truly do. I truly do. I feel like no one comes to me without a need, to be honest with you. I actually have trouble reading for people that don't have a need. It's so interesting Mm. because I've had people that have come to me wanting some psychic, what decision should I make? Should I leave my husband for somebody else? You know, and I'm just like, that's not, that's not what I do. I can tell you what both paths are, but you, but this is an empowerment for you. You need to make that decision. So I, I do truly believe the people that find me know that they're going to get some healing. And I feel like there's always divine guidance and intervention to make sure the right people find their way to me. 
And that's the right way to do it. You give the reading that you give and they take it the way they take it. And that empowers them the way it empowers them. So I really appreciate that because when people get too, you know, advicey in these readings, it's like, that's not what you're supposed to be doing, but you know that. So mm-hmm. now you believe in a good amount of development courses and training for mediumship. Why is that? If someone says, oh, well, look at what she did from the get-go, right? Nicole went to this person and was reading people automatically. Why is it so important for the medium to have training and development? Again, you want to be the best medium that you can be. I mean, you're, you are literally dealing with people's lives here. You're dealing with people's grief, people's trauma. And if you are not trained in this modality, you can do a lot of damage. And what's interesting, those people that even have the natural ability, and one of my good friends is one of those that has this natural ability, um, and she's wonderful. I absolutely love her. But to me, all that means is you can skip over the beginning, beginner's class on how to connect. But it, it does not mean that they're going to be good or accurate unless they put in the hard work to actually get this done. So, so yes, I truly believe it's so important that everyone learn, number one, like the fundamentals of spirit communication, talking about the clairs, learning about how to do the clairs. My mentor is Hannah McIntyre. Uh, she has the Mediumship Matter Spiritual School, obviously. Um, and she teaches the five frequencies, right? So you can use those clairs to tap into whatever frequency you want, whether it's psychic or mediumship or spirit guide or healing. But until you learn the foundation of the clairs and you learn how to set the intent to connect to these different modalities, you have no idea what you're doing, which is why most mediums, interestingly enough, use the psychic frequency. So most mediums are not actually connected to the spirit world. They're connected via psychic energy and they're reading the energy off of you. So that's why it's so important to learn the basics, the nuances around each of those modalities. And then of course, you know, work in how, how do you work best with those different energetic components? Because everyone is a different energetic fingerprint, right? How I read spirit is different, how you read spirit. So that practice and, and that hard work over time allows you to hone in your craft on how you read that energy, what makes you uniquely you so that you can be the best medium that you can be. And the best, I say this a million times in this podcast, but the best practitioners that I have on here, you're all the best, right? I don't bring anyone on who I don't vet or I think is exceptional because I am telling the world, go to Nicole. I am telling the world, go to this person and that person, right? So in that sense, I love that all of you work on yourselves because I think that makes the absolute best Uh, intuitive practitioner or spiritual practitioner. I want to also comment on two things you said that I absolutely just thought was, we can't skip over. Let's put it that way. Okay. Mm -hmm. So psychic energy, you say some people tap into psychic energy instead of the mediumship spirit world energy. I did that in the class. I think I did that. And I don't want to go into your reading, but I I think I did that with the reading with you. I tapped more into what was going on in your present life versus and by the way, all good things happening for Nicole in her present life. But I'm just saying that that's what I tapped into versus going into that spirit world frequency. And I had another woman who I partnered with who was also more of a beginner like me, and she did the same thing. So that's mm-hmm. so just, you know, absolutely, you're right. And then I, I think it's so important how you said you have some skills as a medium, but other skills you may not have. And I always talk about this where I have watched other people do services and they'll say, Nicole, I'm honored to have read for you. I'm honored that you were here. I'm honored that we spent this time together. That doesn't come naturally to me. 
I don't have that. It's not something that comes natural. So maybe I can tap into your psychic energy. Maybe I can tap into your missing love and you're missing your, your loved ones from the other world. But I don't have those skills to do things like that. So what do you think about that? I completely agree. I think learning the spiritual modality, learning the psychic, the mediumship is one piece of it. But if you are going to expand to clients or group readings or demonstrations, that's a whole different skill set, right? Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be doing that unless you've had the presentation skills. If you have the communication skills, you have that professional presence, you have that client client facing presence that takes time to learn. If you have not worked in a customer facing job, if you have not presented to groups, that is somewhere where you need to learn that before you expand into the, that modality. Because you could be the best medium in the world, but if you don't have that stage presence and if you don't have that client presence and that professionalism, you're going to go down in flames, unfortunately. That is a perfect, thank you. That is a perfect way to put it because I think people, they jump ahead and it's like, no, but you're skipping all the steps where you need to learn to be good in business, quite frankly, and to learn to be good with people. So I appreciate that. Now, of course, of course, you keep your clients confidential and your readings and all of that. But can you tell us about one good story of a reading you did that just, it blew you away? Not only blew the client away, but blew you away. I had to think about this one, to be honest with you, because it all of my clients always leave me. So I walk away from every client reading with something blowing my mind every single time. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll totally admit I write everything down from all of my client sessions, sure. right? So I want to remember all these things. But I think the one that stuck out the most for me was this amazing client I had from Italy. And she wanted me to pull in her departed boyfriend. And the you know, from a mediumship perspective, the evidence flowed really easily. He had a very complex personality helped me fill out. We walked through how he put you know my client on a pedestal and he showed me the visual of their first date and how you know he he showed up in a red car and she's dressed to the nines in a black dress and they're going out to dinner at this romantic restaurant and they go to like some club or some bar afterwards to have fun. And then he talks about how the relationship changed and how they moved in together during COVID and how essentially like the relationship turned very sour because he ended up treating her not very well at all. And he ended up committing suicide. So she was obviously so full of grief and regret and wondering if she could have done things differently, if she could have changed the outcome because she, she genuinely loved him. And what was so impactful about this one was that the departed boyfriend took number one responsibility for his passing and also which was very unexpected to my client that took responsibility for the deterioration of the relationship he essentially reversed her entire thought process and said because everything everything you did you leaving me and leading and, and causing me to you know eventually commit suicide all started with him not treating her nice and him not being able to handle his emotions and taking out all of that pent-up anger and frustration on her because he was she was his safe space so being able to give her number one this very evidential reading that he is still around you he still loves you but also relieve her and help heal her of the fact that this was not her fault that she did everything she could have done and that he was sorry for creating this trauma in her and making her feel like she's not good enough that no matter what she does she'll never be good enough was just you could literally see the weight lifted off her shoulders in that session, which was more than I like. I'm so, so grateful for that opportunity and for her finding me and for her departed boyfriend being able to give these messages to her. And what a beautiful experience for you too. I mean, that's so validating. 
You know, it's not about yeah, you. I get it's not about you, but still, <clears throat> that's amazing. Oh, yeah. No, I end up like crying in almost all of my client sessions. <laughs> hey, you didn't cry in ours. <laughs> I was so nervous. Yeah. Um, no, it was just it's so it was so great. And then, you know, for these sessions too, not only was there closure and healing, there was like a peek into the future for this one, because he showed me that she's going to find this really handsome man, and they're going to get married, and they're going to have kids. And it was just like the icing on top of the cake for that session, because not she would have never imagined he'd be the type of guy who would want her to move on. Never mind told her I'm going to send you somebody that you deserve. It was just the most powerful reading. That is so beautiful. Wow. Wow. My mind's blown. And I didn't even get the reading. That's amazing. <laughs> so this is an interesting thing you do that I really enjoy is listeners can see and I want you to explain this because you keep everything confidential. Of course, you keep your clients confidential. But then there's this aspect you have. So please explain it. Listeners can see many of your readings on your Instagram at medium Nicole a. So how does this work? I'm fascinated that the sitters allow you to do this publicly. Yeah, me too, to be honest with you. Um, so it all kind of started with that amazing client from Italy. She said, at the very end of the session, she's like, this was absolutely amazing. You blew my mind. You need to make sure that you get word out. And I want you to do whatever you want with this video, share it, put it on Instagram, like put whatever you need to do, but people need to know about you and other people need your help. So it started with her, which is why she's just so amazing. And ever since then, I just started when you book a one-on-one -on -one reading with me, it's literally an option on there it says, can I share wow. on social media so they can click yes or no. Um, if they do click yes, you know, I, I tend to not do it too much. And I want to make sure I only I only share the evidence, which is like the non-personal. Mm -hmm. I, I shy away from the message as much as I can. But when I think that that message needs to, when you get that little tap from spirit that says you need to share this, that's when I'll kind of put it on this on the social media. Okay, so that's good mm -hmm. to know. But I really like that aspect of your business because I can tell the listeners today to follow you on Instagram. I can tell them, hey, this is all going to be in the show notes, everything. And they can look for themselves and see how you do the process. And I think that's actually pretty brilliant because people have this familiar, familiarity. I cannot say the word familiarity with you. And then they can say, okay, now I want to actually do a reading. And obviously, I don't have to do it on social media. It can be as private as you want it to be. So I think that's actually very smart. And that probably comes from your business smarts, is my guess. <laughs> I think that comes from that MBA. Uh, probably. Um, and and I, I totally agree. I think what is so important is that people have these false perceptions about what mediumship is because they are either thinking of the sixth sense or they're seeing the things <laughs> on TV with these amazing mediums, right? But it's scrubbed, right? They don't, the TV mediums are, are fantastic. I would say some of them are, some of them aren't, but it's scrubbed. So anything they get wrong, anything that's inaccurate, you don't see. So they, a lot of clients walk into my space expecting me to be a hundred percent accurate. And every single reading I have to tell them it's okay if you say no, or I don't know, I may have misinterpreted the energy. So being real about what mediumship looks like is so important because educating the public that this is what real mediumship is, I think does a service to not only myself and my clients, but also other mediums out there as well. Thank you for saying that because we also have to be very careful of 
what we watch on TV when it comes to the paranormal and mediumship. I know, I can't remember what show it was, but it was one of these big shows at the time had filmed in my area. I was not on the show, but it was a haunted place that was on the show. And I knew all the people there. And one of my, no, two of my friends were interviewed to be on there because they're mediums and all that. And they were fuming because they put words in your mouth they create stories. They make things so dramatic. I remember part of the show was this guy was like, I literally am about to walk out of this job and I have four kids and because I'm so scared. And it wasn't like that at all. Like I was a little scared, but it wasn't like I'm going to leave, you know, so they always make it to where it's good for the drama. The producers have to do it, but just be careful because that's not real. So go on to Nicole's Instagram and see what's real, right? That's that's a good way mm-hmm. to do it. So how has your career background helped you become successful in your spiritual journey? It's so interesting, right? Because I feel like everything you do, all these different paths come together to where they need to be. So, I, so I'm a business major. I have a, con- a concentration in computer information systems. So I'm definitely an IT and data <laughs> geek. Um, for the past 15 years, I've been essentially doing project management and process improvement, which centered around database decision making, trying to improve processes and companies to maximize the outcomes um, for all of these industries and, and organizations that hire me. And that's been typically in financial services and private equity. I've also worked in insurance, manufacturing, and government entities. So you're talking about like, I am a 100% STEM person. That is my background. That is how my brain works. Uh, So what is so interesting is taking those, that data-based decision-making and bringing it into using data to track my results of my learning. So very early in my mediumship career, I would literally, I talked about it, have a spreadsheet of all of the different readings that I do. And every single reading, and I still do it to this day, you know, I track who was it with, uh, what was the date, what was the relationship of the spirit I pulled in, how many spirits did I pull in, were they taken or not, how many pieces of evidence did I give it? Because whenever my brain would like shut down, because it's such a hard journey, like no one wants to talk about how hard a journey, it is such a hard journey, you feel like you're making it up, but having that data to say, yes. no, I, I pulled 100 spirits this month and 98% of them were taken by my clients. Like, like that just fixes my brain and helps me move forward 100%. You know, no one does talk about how hard the journey is because to be a metaphysical person, I don't want to say 100% because we're all human, right? But for most of the time, or you and I live our lives in a very metaphysical way, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, guys. For any of you that are beginners, it's it's not what you think. You know, you go in, you're like, you're on a raised vibration one day and you're like, oh, this is every day and it's not every day. And you have to put a lot of mindfulness into what you're doing. So the data sheets, I've never heard anything like that for a psychic or medium, but I think that's amazing. That's amazing. And that could be, I mean, I know you don't want to put client information in a book, but later on, it could be kind of cool for a book. Absolutely. I have thought about that. So I'll, I'll call you up when the time comes. We have um, to talk because that's what I used to do for a living. So we have to talk when, when oh you're ready gosh, for that. So cool. Yeah, I used to be um, an editor for um, metaphysical authors and stuff. So anyway, continue. Oh, yeah, we have to talk then. <laughs> okay. So it's really funny you just said continue because my next one is continuous improvement. because That's literally my job too, right? So at the end of every session, so not only am I documenting it from my purposes, but also at the end of each session, I try to pull in the guides or the past loved ones that I just chatted with and ask them literally how I did. How did I do? 
Yep. Um, super, super helpful. Can super helpful. Okay, I have to ask like, this. What did I miss? <laughs> okay, ahead. I have to ask this. So as a general response, what do they say? Like, are they like thumbs up or do they show you thumbs up or things like that? What do they say? General, I would say the past loved ones tend to be general thumbs up. Thank you. They needed this message. They might give me a couple things that maybe I misinterpreted and kind of tell me what I was supposed to say. Because it's, it's different yeah, when sure. you're in the session sure. versus after the session, the, the vibe is totally different. But I would say my guides are the ones that are the hardest on me, not hard, but hardest on me harder than the, the loved ones. Yeah. And everything happens for a reason in the sense of, or everything happens as it should in the metaphysical world. So Tony Stockwell, as I talked about in last episode, the TV psychic medium, he had said that he was reading this one woman, he felt like he was killing it, he was just doing amazing. And then the woman's like, that's not who I was here for and was really disappointed. And this is Tony Stockwell, who's the creme de la creme of all this. But then afterwards, he got the spirit and connected with her loved one and then ran out of his office, went down the street and gave her the reading. But the thing is, is it's supposed to happen that way. If you are the sitter and you have something like that happen, then know that okay, it's supposed to happen that way. And maybe it took you a few of, or maybe one or two of the loved ones to get to that one loved one you needed to get or whatever. Just kind of go with the flow with the medium as much as you can, because every medium also has their different process. I completely agree. I, whenever I connect after the fact, it's, it never goes back to the client at all. So I, t- I totally agree. I think in every single reading, it is supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen. I'm supposed to say things in a certain way, you know, the certain advice comes out. And honestly, it's all directed from spirit, because what they say in those sessions are what those sitters need to know at the time, right? And if they go again, they might get a totally different message. But I would I completely agree with you that to trust the medium to trust the reading to trust the advice. And yeah, I, I can't say I've ever chased down a client afterwards and be like, Oh, they said this too. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, as a sitter, as someone who's paying or sitting for this reading, if you have vetted the medium and you've researched them and you've done your work, because guys, you have to do your work ahead of time. Don't just pick anyone. Make sure you vet them and look at their Instagram, look at their get recommendations. Always come to me, right? Like always ask me. You can always DM me. You can always email me, freespiritpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll give you people, right? I had someone the other day who came to me and asked me for a psychic, not a medium, but a psychic. I gave this person a list because I want this individual to figure out who's best for her. You know, I can, I can tell you one person, but maybe intuitively I would, but for some reason I was getting, okay, give her some options and let her research on her own type of deal. As long as you've done the work vetting, then you can feel relaxed and trust the medium. Yes. I completely agree. And not every sitter is great with every medium. So I, and I think, you know, your, your nuance, you're kind of, you're saying it there. Because I've had, you know, like, I can't read for my husband. Yep. He doesn't believe this stuff, right? Like, I, I don't work well with skeptics because I'm not here to jump through hoops to make sure that I'm proving to you. And that literally happened at a group reading I had on Friday. It's a group of 10 women there. And one of them was an older lady. Um, and she was a total skeptic. I mean, I literally had spirit giving me amazing evidence to the point where I'm like, it's not good enough. You got to tell me, you got to tell me something else. And he literally, I see him pulling, rolling up his sleeves, <laughs> pulling a photo out of it. And I'm describing the photo to a T. I'm telling her where this photo is. And she was still like, eh. 
So like, so it's so important that you do the research and know, and just like use that gut feel to know which, which reader is going to be the one that best suits your energy. And I doubt that we have any skeptics listening to this podcast, but just in case we do, and if it's something you want to try, have an open mind. Don't, don't try to mm-hmm. test the person. Like It's the most annoying thing. Imagine me at your job and you're an accountant and I'm breathing down your neck and I'm like, but that number's wrong and that number's wrong and give me proof for that number. That's what you're doing essentially, right? So make sure even if you have that little bit of skepticism, let the medium do their job. 100%. And honestly, that's why a lot of mediums cost how much they do is because we got to keep that kind of vibrational component out, right? Like I don't want to have skeptic after skeptic after skeptic coming to me because I'm 20 bucks a reading, right? Like that's not how it goes. And, and the amount of energy it will take from me as this, as the medium, I'll be toast for days afterwards. So yeah, it's totally, you're 100% on. And also we have to recognize too, that mediums and psychics and many other spiritual modalities, they cost a lot more because a lot of times either it's a once in a lifetime thing or it's a not all the time thing. And it's something that changes your life and empowers you and gives you perspective. So yeah, if you have to shell out a few hundred dollars for an hour, that's how it is. And to be quite frank, that's less than most people spend on a freaking handbag. (laughs) Like, you know, people get all wrapped up in money in that way. And I'm like, wait a minute, would you rather have that pair of shoes? Or would you rather have someone completely change your life or empower you to change your life and completely help you connect with a loved one that this whole tragedy or whatever has been haunting you, excuse the word, but has been harrowing to you for years? I mean, you know, you you gotta, there has to be an energy exchange. So I'm defending you on that. Sorry. (laughs) I I really like, I was going to say it's cheaper than therapy, but you just went right for the handbag. So I enjoyed that. (laughs) As I can tell you, I've probably personally done that in the past. (laughs) We all have. We all have. I mean, anyone who's, I unfortunately can't eat or drink what I want, but I mean, you go to Starbucks and it's $6 a pop and you do it every day or you do it five days a week, but I digress. We're we're Mm -hmm. moving on to other things. Okay, Nicole. So please tell us about your offerings. Let's talk about that. Sure. So I kind of chatted about it and I had the intro. So thank you for that. But yeah, my goal is really to empower and heal my clients, whether they're individuals who are looking to receive a spiritual reading, those that are on their spiritual development journey, or those that are in a business or whether it's spiritual or not that need that guidance to help them achieve their goals. So my bread and butter, as you mentioned, is the evidential mediumship, one-on-one group readings, demonstrations, but I also offer past life readings, Akashic records, spirit guide sessions, spiritual assessments, and coaching. Amazing. So that's really, I mean, those, those are all the different, I'm like you, I think you mentioned it on your prior podcast, like, I want to learn all the things and figure out how all these things are interconnected because they are so interconnected, right? It's not just one modality. It's kind of everything. And then when my clients show up with a problem, I use whatever modality makes sense to help them solve their problems on their journey. Where can we find you? So the easiest place is mediumnicole.com. From there, you can find all my socials. You can book a reading. You can head to my events and classes and read my reviews. I also have a page dedicated to all my favorite things like books and 
tarot cards and oracle cards and all that stuff because a lot of people always ask me for references and I'm like here I'm just going to put them all up on one page I love that um, about your website I'm sorry to interrupt I love that about your website and mm-hmm. also you guys I you and I are so in sync because I think I've read or have almost all of everything you had there I'm, I'm not even it. kidding I was looking through and I was like I've read this done this have this tarot cards I, yeah Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I, I do also have to shout out the Mediumship Matters Spiritual School. So that is a, so I'm a teacher on there. It is a self-paced learning and live lesson uh, website, which has absolutely amazing ethical trusted teachers from all over the world on there. There's live classes, there's practice circles, there's coffee and Q&A. The link to sign up there is also on my website. And I think that ends up being like $60 a month, US dollars. So like you can't beat it in terms of learning, learning modalities. They have everything on there. Yep. And just out of curiosity, when you read one-on-one evidential mediumship, how long are those sessions? I book 45 minutes. They tend to run a little over. So, so I try to round it up to an hour, but I, I say it'll be 45 minutes just in case. That's amazing, you guys. That's a big skill because I told you in the last episode, I had to really be pressed to keep going on and on and on. So that's a big skill. Now, I just want to say one more thing. I have a friend, as you guys know, Melissa, who has a wonderful podcast that is around grief and loss as a suicide loss survivor. And because of that, I just want to say for those of you listening, you know, this is a This is someone you can go to if you want to connect to your loved one. This is someone that, here, I've given you a medium. So check her out, uh, see what you think. And if you like, book a session. And I've done a session and it was awesome and very helpful to me. So, Nicole, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I loved being here, loved your questions, loved chatting with you. Thank you so much. Live your life two inches off the ground.